Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting, and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days, and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions. You could show your project. You can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot and we'll see you there. Links in the show notes. Hi, Heather and Rich. I have a question. How would a solo artist market a one-of-one NFT in this space? How do they find their audience? How do they find their footing? I'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I, were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. What is up, newbies? What is going on? I am super excited about this episode because we brought in some awesome artists and creatives who have had experience with selling one-of-one NFT pieces. And I think their advice, Rich, uh, is good for anybody, whether you are in the NFT game or not, just as far as marketing. But what's your favorite marketing strategy, Richard? I very much thrive off word of mouth for my business. As you know, I've kind of been doing my own thing, trying to actually get a paid component into it just so I could actually seek out the exact people I want to work with. But I think word of mouth happens by, you know, just kind of having that presence online, probably your favorite platform where the people you want to connect with are. Okay, they're probably more in one platform than another. And I would prioritize that over where you like to be because you will like to be on the platform where your people are if you start developing those relationships, right? Just because one's more enjoyable than another doesn't necessarily mean it's right. I absolutely enjoy Instagram. I love consuming on TikTok. But if I need to do business and the people I want to work with, they're on LinkedIn. So I think word of mouth and just kind of like seeking out and connecting with those people is, is the first answer that comes to mind for me. Speaking of Instagram, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can hang out with Rich and I, and sometimes we have a guest at 3 p.m. Eastern. We were just over there yesterday doing that with the lollygaggers. Big shout out to them. And I actually asked them this question, and here's what they said. The biggest thing is to connect with people, even other artists. Connect, connect, connect. Eventually, it's going to lead you to your collector. Discussing your piece with as many people as you possibly can discussing your story, just being very transparent and willing to connect with other people and other artists. That's like our number one question that we get is, how do you do that? You have to push through that fear of like speaking to strangers, which was awful for me. (laughs) You just have to talk to people. I liked your response to this, Rich, or your follow-up question. I don't know if you remember what it was, but you press in a little bit about making sure you're talking to the right people. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I think the point I was trying to make, if I remember correctly, Heather, was when you want to connect and network, there certainly is a kind of strategic element of it because you are certainly looking to gain something, but there's a really fine line between like 
just overdoing it and maybe not entertaining some of the people that you should be connected with that could have evolve into a relationship over a year or two. I mean, dude, our first time we met online was in 2019. And then like, then we met in 2021, like we, we kind of connected, but it evolved. It took a long time. And then once we met, it was like lights out. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like this is BFF territory right here. So it takes time, but there's a really fine line in terms of having the strategy to connect with the right people and only prioritizing what you need and what you need to get out of it. Yeah. I think one really helpful thing is identifying your A-list of people that you want to connect with and or be friends with. I know, you know, getting out and talking to many people is really, really important, but I think identifying who those A-list people are. I have that for like friends, like a few A-lists, like these are my A-list friends who are, are going somewhere, who I trust professional people who I look up to, who I want to mimic and and become like. So identifying those people, I think are two really important. Uh, Decline. Decline's one of those people in the space that if you do not know him, um, you need to get to know him. He's really active on Twitter, a giver through and through. And he's been on the show several times, linked up in the show notes. We asked him this question. Here's what he said. All right. So individual sales. Well, I think probably one of the biggest things for being successful with individual sales is coming up with a style that people can recognize. So when people look at your work, you want them to be able to say, oh, aha, that's such and such an artist. And that doesn't mean you necessarily have to have a single style, but there has to be some kind of consistency to what you're creating. And of course, over time, that will develop which I think leads to another point, which is productivity. You know, there's a lot of arguments in the space that you need to have a certain level of scarcity, but I kind of disagree with it. I feel like if you're a productive artist and you're producing a lot, it's something that gives people the idea of who you are as an artist and it helps them to recognize your style and for you to develop your style as well. So with that, I think, you know, posting your work often, not necessarily shilling it, but showing your work frequently, uh, keeping your social media posts active, uh, replying to people who say they like your work and keeping that interaction going and letting people see that you are consistently active. And yeah, I think the, the, the style is definitely a key element to having a defined style. I think that sounds like a brand to me. You know what I'm saying? So he's talking about some branding. I mean, I was, I've been on a Kanye West kick today and I was on my way back from okay, listen, y'all. He's lying to you. He's on a Kanye West kick air day. Well, look, I mean, it's, it's just because I was fascinated by uh, his documentary on, on Netflix and I was listening on the way back. And I remember, do you remember when like Love Lockdown came out and Heartless? Like that shit is completely unmistakable. Yeah. You know, that auto tune, he was singing instead of rapping. Like, it, like his rap was even very different. Like, Jay-Z's just a great, amazing rapper. He does it better than anyone else. But is his style, like, unbelievably different? No, Kanye's was super different. He always said, there's no way I'm going to rap about killing people or drugs or this. Like, that's not my life. He talked about, like, insecurity and crazy shit and surviving an accident and going after it. So then that evolves and then you get like, you know, like I said, Love Lockdown and and um, 808s and Heartbreaks was that album. But like it's completely unmistakable and Decline has a point here, a big point, which is like whoever it's going against the current is going to be more noticeable. You, you're one of those people too. Like you're unmistakable, like your style, your reels, your TikToks, like the way you talk, the way you mispronounce shit, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you have a, a style that's kind of magnetic and I do believe he's completely accurate here. 
Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Spacey, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs Simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. So he had two points here. The one that you just highlighted, which I also want to say is emphasized over and over again by Chase Jarvis, which is one of my favorite creatives. I know you love him too, but he always advises photographers, find your style, make it like undeniable. That is you. The second thing that Decline mentioned was putting out more work and more work and showing your process. And I think this next clip is from an artist who does a really great job of showing the behind the scenes and constantly producing. And who is that rich? It's Andrea Eckhart, and she's one of our favorites. And by the way, all these people will be linked in our show notes. So please make sure to visit them, support them. If you found anything they said interesting, just send them a DM. Be like, dude, we heard you. Uh, but let's get to Andrea's answer. Hey there, my name is Andrea Earhart, and today I'm going to be sharing with you the one tip that I have used to sell my last four NFTs. And so what I've been doing lately is I've been getting up in front of an audience of people who are interested in NFTs, and I've just been speaking and you know giving them my backstory and showing them what I have to offer now and just kind of self-promoting and also answering questions and doing the thing. But Basically, the the key point in here is getting up in front of a community who is interested in NFTs already, because as we all know, you know, the world as a whole and, you know, social media and whatnot, it's a very, very small piece of the puzzle. Not very many people are very interested in NFTs yet, right? Keyword yet. <laughs> but there are groups and communities out there. Likely you're in one, right? Like, likely you're, you know, you're, you're in one to learn about NFTs. And you're, you have a group of, of people who are interested near you and you're in some kind of community where people are already interested. So what I've been doing specifically is being like talking on different kinds of podcasts like the NFTs for newbies podcast and coming on and sharing my experience and, you know, telling my backstory, but not just being featured on podcasts. I've been going into communities like, for instance, Michael Goddard, who is a famous artist. He has a community and a discord full of other artists and collectors and Every Tuesday on Twitter Spaces, he features an artist of the week and or two or three. And so one day in his Discord, I raised my hand and said, I, I'd like to speak. I'd like to talk to your community and do the whole thing. And so I tucked my nerves away and got up and spoke and told, you know, people about my backstory and whatnot and just about my NFTs and answered whatever questions they had. And as soon as I got off that talk, 
somebody went and bought an NFT from me immediately. So, which was about a $600 sale by just going up and, and speaking and telling them, you know, who I am and why, why they should possibly, you know, invest in my NFT project or just my NFTs in general. And, you know, by going up and talking, they make up their own mind. And, you know, it's, you don't even really need to sell while you're up there. You just need to present, show who you are. So if you are wanting to sell more NFTs, highly recommend going into the communities that you're currently in or seeking out other NFT interested communities, raising your hand and then shamelessly promoting who you are. Okay, I hope this helps. Thanks so much for the feature NFTs for newbies. I'll check you later. The thing that stands out for me is, is something one of my mentors who has this book called $100 million offers is, is that like, you need to get in front of a starving market. And like, it's kind of a coincidence, you know, there's a lot of starving artists out there, right? So people are going to be interested in what she has to say, because she's an artist who's actually thriving in Web3, how was already kind of thriving in Web2. She's got a 75,000 or more following on Insta. But like, you got to get in front of people who are warm, who are seeking out what you have to say or what you do or ways to do what you do. Because if not, Heather, if you are completely cold, the chances of me getting you from cold to warm to hot, you know, to buy my shit is probably not going to happen. So she made a really good choice by raising her hand for that Twitter space and being like, I'm going on here. Was that worth it? For the person who listened and bought, probably. For her, of course, because the next thing she does, probably as a businesswoman, I'm thinking is like, cool, how can I repeat that more? You know, how can I repeat that in front of a bigger audience? How can I do that to, you know, when I have five NFTs for sale versus maybe just one or two or something along those lines? But you got to get in front of the people who are warm or a quote unquote, a starving market. Yeah. Just quickly add on to that. If you are starting off thinking about these are the people I want to sell to, come up with a list of reasons why they wouldn't buy for you. Barriers. Because it's not just one conversion like, ooh, I'm going to buy something. You have to like overcome and you're kind of constantly converting people over to a sell. So if somebody's really busy, how are we going to address that? If somebody doesn't even know what an NFT is, that's a hurdle right there. So you want to create a path that has as few hurdles as possible to make that conversion super, super simple, which honestly leads you to a deep state of empathy with the person you're wanting to sell to because you have to get in their head and the issues that they're dealing with to, to make that sell. But I thought these are some really great tips. I'm super grateful. We'll have all of them linked up in the show notes. Anything else, Rich, before we go? No, we'll do our question of the day. Here we go. I will answer first. Okay. What does your award acceptance speech sound like? You know, we've played this in our head many times. <laughs> I, I, I do visualize it every morning. My acceptance speech would sound something like this. You don't need as many people to believe in you as you think. You need to believe in yourself first and then your core circle your immediate family, and your friends who have your back, who don't raise their eyebrows when you tell them you got something new going on, who don't kind of, you know, have a little smirk when you tell them about your big lofty goals. Those are the people that actually propel you forward. And I would say less is more. And I would like to thank Anne and my daughters and my parents and Heather and all these people uh, for just kind of being the guardrails against getting off a road where I start listening to way more people than I need to. It never would have been possible if I didn't believe in myself and if you guys didn't believe in me back. Bam! What up, So there's homie? absolutely no way I'm going to follow that because that was too good. But here is what I can assure you that 
would be in my speech, three things. Number one, I would be very nervous and I would probably be trying to get everybody in the audience to think I'm funny. So I would say some jokes that weren't funny and maybe inappropriate and taken the wrong way. You know, that's true. That's exactly so what true. happened. I know it's so, and that's then like very I would accurate. immediately start crying because I'm also a very sensitive person and I would be nervous and I would start to be telling bad jokes with snot bubbles coming out. And then I would probably try to end it with inspiring people like you did, but I wouldn't do a good job. But I'd probably say a scripture or something. I could tell it here. Can I imitate your speech? <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Like, I didn't think I was actually going to get this. That's why I'm kind of dressed like a hoochie mama tonight. Um, so sorry. And, and Brian, but I love you. Um, you know, I think you're supposed to thank your friends and family uh, for these kinds of things, but I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Uh, so like, like I, I just appreciate you guys so much. And, um, I don't even know how we got here. Is, is my time up? Like, do I have more time? Okay. 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 I'll see you guys later. Then I would mispronounce the award show. I mean, I'm so grateful to get this Mimi, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be something oh, like that. Speaking of something, something is over on our Instagram every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 PM. Uh, Rich and I are having a freaking blast talking to you guys. You can actually request to join a lot of the calls uh, again, that is 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Instagram at NFTs for Newbies. Tell your friends, tell your cat. We'll see you next time. Bye.